Welcome back to Full Circle Reviews. Today's episode is reviewing the 2022 movie, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. So we have our Full Circle Reviews folks here, joined by Justin. Konnichiwa, bitches. Luke. That's me. <laughs> and a special guest host, my mother, the Susan. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you. Your first guest host. That makes right two of us. Yay. Three. Yay. Yes, indeed. So this particular movie was directed by Matt Reeves. If you remember, Matt Reeves has also directed Cloverfield Ooh. and Planet of the Apes movies. I didn't know he did Planet of the Apes. All of the new ones. Yeah. Nice. I love those. I know you do. Yes, I do. I, in fact, hate all of the above. You liked the first one. Yeah, it was all right. Okay. But James Franco, it was all right. Uh, this starred Robert Pattinson. You. All over the place, yeah. All over Team the place. Edward. Yes. Team Jacob. <clears throat> Never. Zoe Kravitz like as Catwoman. We had Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Paul Dano was the Riddler. Mm-hmm. We also had Jeffrey Wright played Jim Gordon. Okay. John Totoro was Carmine Falcone. Yes. And then Peter Sarsgaard was the district attorney. Yeah, that's what I was trying to place. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Andy Serkis was Alfred. Alfred, he was. Now, Andy Serkis has also directed quite a few movies. And he's in the Avenger movies. And he's in the Avenger movies as well. as well. Yeah. Yes. So he directed the late Venom. He did. Which we're not a fan of. Which we hated. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad he didn't direct this one. And across the board, yes. <laughs> So, uh, quick plot synopsis on this. This is young adult Bruce Wayne early in his Batman career. In fact, it's two years into him being the caped crusader. Mm -hmm. He ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer sends greeting cards to the Batman to bring him in with his clues and to lure out the corruption. He starts out as a self-proclaimed merchant of vengeance. As the Riddler's clues direct him to uncover the corruption plaguing Gotham. This really takes place after Salvatore Moroni has already been taken out of power and during the height of Falcone. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. So initial reactions, Luke. Uh, being the member of FCR that still has Batman sheets, there was a <laughs> lot riding on this. And I How am old are you? happy. I'm 39 years old. I am happy to report I absolutely loved it. That's all I have. To okay. okay. Excellent. Okay. Susan. Um, I see Batman as um, sort of an investigative cop and he's a superhero in the movie, um, but he's hated by the criminals and he's not even welcomed by the good guys. So it's kind of an interesting position that he's put in. Uh, law enforcement sees him as more of a vigilante and for some reason seems to hold little respect for him, except the commissioner or Lieutenant Gordon, I guess he is now was a friend and a supporter, but the Riddler is kind of menacing. So I would agree. He he was uh, appropriately like kind of scary at times. Yeah. He he had some serious issues. Yeah. To say the least. I mean, in all honesty, he wasn't really wrong. His methods were wrong, but his desire to rid the corruption was a campaign that I could see people getting behind in real life. I can't wait to dive into the symbolism of this movie. Okay. I know. Me as well. Oh, you make me so happy. So, so Susan, did you like the movie? I did like the movie. Okay. Which time did you like it better? The first or second time we saw it? The second time. Yeah. The second time? The first time I, I was, I can't say I, I loved it, but I didn't, I was willing to see it again. So I didn't hate it. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. What was dad's reaction? Um, 
the thought of seeing it a second time, he would have probably rather have slit his wrist. Yeah, but. I remember hearing that. <laughs> My dad, who can see the bright side of a plague in a movie. That's yeah, so he, surprising. He did not, he was not supportive of Robert Pattinson in this part no, he to wasn't. begin with. He just was not happy about that. And it went downhill from there. Yeah. Justin, initial reactions. I had a little bit different experience, I think, than everybody, because the first time I thought I passed out and I thought it was, was maybe <laughs> like through it, maybe. a half an hour until I saw it the second time. And I realized like I slept through maybe an hour and a half of the movie. So the first time I came out, I was like average. I thought the movie was average. And the second time I watched it, I truly thought it was very well done. Um, I think there's some gaps and there's some nuances that I wasn't very fond of i mean i thought they were still okay but other than that overall i thought it was a great movie excellent so i really enjoyed it i was a little perplexed the first time i saw it it was a little long there were some parts that i felt dragged a little bit like linus's blanket Mm -hmm. but i enjoyed it and i really wanted to like it yeah wanted to love it and wanted to see it again to see if i missed something or if maybe i saw it a second time because the first time i remember in the opening scene sitting there like Come on, come on, come on. I almost felt like Heath Ledger in Dark Knight when he's waiting for Batman to show up. He's going, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, when he's driving towards him on the bike. Yeah. I was like, come on, I want you to do it. That's how I felt. And when he walked on the scene, I'm like, move on, move on. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, Yeah, like, and then he says, you know, I'm vengeance. And I'm like, yeah. That's not what I wanted to hear. Right. I want, I'm Batman. I wanted, I'm Batman. Mm -hmm. My man. Right. And so I think. After I saw it the second time, I significantly enjoyed it more. Really liked it. There's some aspects of it that I think changed my score a little bit. And we'll get into those. Um, But just to take it right off the top, I absolutely hated the villain. Yeah, I did too. I I hated the Riddler too. From a production standpoint or from a in-movie universe standpoint? Like you hate, like you're supposed to hate him? Okay. No, yeah. not, I didn't not, like anything about it. No, him. not like, oh, God, he would, I hated him, but he was a great villain. It okay. was just like, can we move past him? There's two other like viable people that could be villains and he's monotonous. So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you hate him because you like the other versions no. of the Riddler better? No. How could you? No, I mean, I like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I even like, mom, help me out here. The Riddler. Frank Gorshin. Yeah. The original yeah. one. I liked him too. I, I've liked most and the versions, Riddler from Gotham. the Riddler from Gotham is untouchable. I know. You they can't him. touch how good he was. Yeah. And I just felt like this version, like I need a villain that's, I can relate well, to or see his face. Well, it wasn't even that. It just, he was sadistic. He was gross. He was annoying. Yeah. He was whiny. Straight up S and M. It just didn't do it for it's me. It's true. It's true. And so for me, if he was a more formidable villain, I haven't thought Falcone was excellent. I I absolutely loved Falcone. I did too. Yeah. He just commanded the screen without even trying. And I yeah. thought Colin Farrell as a penguin was excellent. incredible. Yeah, I, I agree with I that. Goosebumps because I'm excited for yeah. the next yeah. movie. So. I just felt like it had nothing to do with he wasn't as good as the people he was up against. It had to do with I just didn't like him okay. personally. Fair enough. So that that was my biggest complaint about the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. I think it's fair. I'm I, sure there, I disagree, I'm sure but people. I think it's fair, too. I'm sure there's people that agree with her. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure there are. A lot of them. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that agree with you, too, Luke. Yeah. That's the beauty of this. Like, we get different opinions and different people are going to side with different. Very true. Viewpoints. Um, to me, this movie, what gave it. A saving grace for me is that it feels like it is supposed to be the 
early Batman. It's supposed to be before Batman knows who Batman is. And just in the fact that he starts off thinking he's vengeance rather than justice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's Batman. He's the vigilante. He's not respected by the cops yet. He doesn't have the support. And as Bruce Wayne, he's like a whiny teenager. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe with the movie. That's my biggest gripe too. Bruce Wayne. I I thought Robert Pattinson was a fantastic Batman. Hear ye, hear ye. Fantastic Batman. Horrible fucking Bruce Wayne. That's exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I absolutely thought he was a great Batman, and I couldn't think of a worse Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, yeah. I compare him to Michael Keaton or to uh, Christian Christian Bale. Bale. There's no comparison. It was just very, very gothic, which went in line with, like, even the gothic gothic architecture, like, within the Wayne Manor and everything. and like such privilege and intelligence and had so much going for him as, you know... Well, and when we get into later some of the symbolism, we'll see why there was a very, like, gothic so, trend in the movie. So, I'm going to jump back to my thought really quick here. So, my biggest gripe is not that he was a whiny teenager. It's not that he was trying to find himself. It's that he was almost 30 years old. Right, and he's not still a teenager. that point. Right. If he was 18 in right. this, yeah. 100% get it. He's supposed right. to be Playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne. Exactly. But the problem is, in this movie, they're trying to take him where he's still trying to figure himself out as Bruce Wayne billionaire and as Batman beyond vengeance. And I get that. I get the aspect they took, but then they should have done it at 10 years or 15 years after his parents died, not at 20 because they put him at almost 30 years old. Yeah. Did they really? Yes. It didn't feel like it. It was. I need to know how to comb his hair. I mean, as, as Bruce Wayne, you're this really important guy. You're in business. You have all this stuff going. You certainly would have been more polished. He exactly. Just, Driving sports cars he, he surrounded by women, like the sloppy. official disguise that he was not disguised. Right. He was, he didn't really come out of the house. Like what was weird for me is like when he'd go into the room with light, he was so unaccustomed to the light that you have to put sunglasses there's, on. There's inside. reasons of that. There's yeah. reasons for both of that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let Luke jump in here because we've, we've bashed him as Bruce Wayne. What did you think? I thought he was a terrible Bruce Wayne. Person. Oh, good. Okay. I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was so like just morose. Yes. And I don't even know whatever the adjective to use, but just one dimensional. He, he was, was very one dimensional. He, it's like he had he brought nothing to it other than his presence as Bruce Wayne in the scene. Um, there was just nothing likable about him. Right, box checked. Yeah, he's Bruce. Yeah. But I agree with you about the him being the Batman. I thought him as the Batman, the scenes with him as the Batman was fantastic. They were yeah. fantastic, and it was such a weird dynamic of hating the same character just with different shades. Yeah, but now, I, I agree with all of you. Would that be a testament to how well Robert Pattinson did in his acting performance? It's possible. It's because possible. for him to play almost a Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know that I see that Jekyll and Hyde in him. I see Batman as one character, but uh, Bruce Wayne doesn't have to be the opposite of Batman. No, he doesn't. But I'm talking about the acting performance, not necessarily the character development. I just don't understand their decision to make him look so grungy. I felt like Batman was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, I felt like he was, he had pretty much given up on Bruce Wayne. And yes. he was just going through the motions as Bruce Wayne. Well, it could be because he was vengeance. His sole purpose was to go out every night and get revenge on anything bad. And if you remember in the opening monologue that I still think was a little long. He was entering into his journal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he talks about the fact that he hasn't really seen the light of day in two years yeah, because he's up that. all night. Skin fighting tone crime. showed that. And it did. Now. The director took this approach with being a very different Bruce Wayne than we've ever seen before. A, because he's more of a relatable character to the younger generation. 
which is mm. irritating me. But kind it's, of. It's infuriating yeah. to me. Thank you. And coming from the introvert, the other, <laughs> the other reason he did this was to make the fact that Bruce Wayne had something so traumatizing by watching his parents die that he never left the house and he was reclusive and everybody had to cater to him. So I thought they played that card a little heavy, a little heavy, uh, very yes, much so because very much. you know, and all the other ones when he was, when he became the Batman or was the Batman, it's like he almost had to work harder to be Bruce Wayne. So nobody would suspect him. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the Christian Bales, like, with supermodels and sports yeah. car and taking the whole ballet on vacation, showing up in helicopters. That's the Bruce he didn't want to no. do yeah. any of that, but he acted and put on the show for everybody I to be the Bruce yeah. Wayne and to be the face of Gotham. He I was not the face of Gotham. Every single other portrayal of Bruce Wayne did that. Yeah. I would go out on a limb and say that. So I think this movie was very original because all of the other ones, whether it was the Michael Keaton or the uh, Christian Bale, they literally take it back to watching his parents die and you have to see it 50 freaking times. And then it jumps ahead to, I am Batman. Yeah. This kind of did that intermittent splice mm-hmm. in between those two scenes that you'd never really see. And so my hope is that with the next Batman that he has matured he's grown up a little bit he's a little more bruce wayne that we recognize he can still be depressed and mopey but he can be brooding and mysterious but he needs to be able to grow into his role as someone who's successful as a pillar of well, society exactly in the, in the medium Gotham. of batman there's the comic books of course and then there's the video game arkham origins which takes place exactly when this, in this movie, time period yeah, yeah when he's new and i could say that Bruce Wayne was a, he was like an angsty teen in in that game, and it wasn't portrayed as much in the comics. But I I got vibes of that game during the movie just because of he's he was so unlikable. Just mm-hmm. in general, he was just unlikable. And even when he was t- talking to Alfred, it was just so disrespectful. It seemed yeah. it seemed like so douchey. He would just lash out at anybody, yeah, and everybody, you know. And it could be argued that he was lashing out on everybody at night while he was being the Batman as yeah. well, yeah. because he really was not just taking down villains. I mean, he was destructive. He was. I mean, he was out for blood. He was. Yeah, um, pretty ripped for this role too. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. But I do have hope, like you did, because I feel like that that scene at the end, we went. You know, when he starts saving the people and the people are you could see they're apprehensive to even come near him because, you know, he's the Batman and nobody really knows who the Batman is or what he stands for, what side he's in. And I feel like him lighting that flare and starting to help people. It was like he was he was maturing in that moment. And the people were realizing that he is now what we typically know Batman as is the beacon of hope. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think even to take that further was that last scene where he's on top of the city building and he's helping people after they got out of the building and he's talking about, I need to be more, I can't just be this. Mm -hmm. And it was right after, if you remember when the Riddler lookalike follower fan freak Mm -hmm. said, I am vengeance just like he did. And he Mm -hmm. realized he has to be more. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pivotal. It was like a reckoning for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Thoughts on the new costume. So every version has a different costume, different mask, different 
stuff. What'd you guys think? I didn't like that the mask needed him to have the black makeup underneath his eyes. I feel like it has to, though. He has to. Yeah. They did it in the other movies, I never, too. But I never noticed it. I, Something about when he took the mask off this time, you saw the black under his eyes. But I think of, that goes with, like, the gothic nature. Well, probably does. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. But I it just, is it, pivotal. It had that Alice Cooper flair to it. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. We're partially to that. I was expecting that, of course. But. Well, as far as the costume goes, the only thing I didn't like about it was that it seemed like the mask was rubber. Yes. And Which, it seemed like he's getting shot to shit in all these scenes. Yeah. Well, they had like scenes. plates instead of a solid suit. Right. But all it takes is just, you know, bullet up, you know, aim for the head. And it just, that just seems silly to me. Cause I want to say in Christian Bale, at one point he goes to Lucius Fox and wants to be able to turn his head because his yes. mask is so sturdy and protected. Because in the first one, yeah. they're developing the cowl and it's made out of like graphite and something else. And so the first one was like too hard and it was busting at the, at the ears. Alfred was bashing it with the bat. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like cracked. So like we'd try again, yeah. you know, and then he needed more mobility. So they re-engineered it. But I do have a question about that. Did anybody notice his pants? Hockey pants? Fucking hockey pants, dude. <laughs> I just guessed. They Were look they really? like hockey pants. Either hockey pants or like black security, like cargo style pants. They made me think of like Hurley. But I kind of, I like that aspect because I felt like there was multiple, um, Things within the movie that brought you back to the Dark Knight and singled to like the movie, the Dark Knight and the Joker and things that were said like the hockey pants, you know, and in Dark Knight when hockey he catches hat, the lookalikes and he's like, you know, what's the difference between you and I? And he tells him, I'm not wearing, I'm hockey, not pants. wearing hockey pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I liked it, That's though, because I like the fact that he didn't have a full suit or everything. You could tell he was, like, still getting started and doing right, things. Right, it's half You know what I mean? It's he's, like things are falling together. Exactly. He's still developing. Yeah, that's... I, I, I kind of like that, too. I agree. My biggest complaint was the boots. Yeah. I didn't notice them. Like, they were, like, platform boots. And every time he stepped, like it was, like, Martin. step by step by step. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. It's going to be forever. Uh, and then the music that sounded like Darth Vader. Um, well, that's pretty funny because this, the whole score was all original, but that song is called The Batman Times the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. No shit. No shit. Fun fact. Awesome. Came in a little earlier than I was expecting, but yeah. So be it. So Nice. That is interesting. All right. So we kind of talked a little bit about Robert Pattinson. The only thing I didn't bring up is his eyebrows. Why? I didn't know. Horrible. Oh, they did like caterpillars. And like super long and curled oh, around his yes. eye a little bit. Yes. And so when the mask was off. Now, I think Robert Pattinson is incredibly attractive, but he's got a little bit of a flatter face. Yeah. So when you make deep, dark black eyeliner and eye makeup around his eyes and then big bushy, it makes his the top of his face and his forehead stick out. So one of the things that I had read is that they had considered casting Zac Efron instead of Robert Pattinson. Oh, I hate that oh, idea. Oh, no. So, Luke, tell me how you feel about that. I really dislike that idea. Why? I can't tell you why. I, I don't have a why for it. It's just I I feel like he's too pretty. That, exactly what I was going to say. He's a pretty boy. Yeah, he's too, f- like, he's, feminine pretty. I don't, I don't see him as feminine, but I see him as pretty. And I think Batman has to be more rugged. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you were upset that Batman hadn't shaved. That doesn't, that's not the same thing. <laughs> it, being clean cut is different. You know, it, I don't know. Zach Efron, I just couldn't see him in that role. I just think Batman needs to be rugged. It doesn't mean you need to be scrappy, but. Okay. Justin? 
I think for this script, this direction and production style, Robert Pattinson was the right choice. I think if they would have tried to do the more traditional Batman that we're used to, that Zac Efron would have been an absolutely amazing choice. Zac Efron's an amazing he's actor. He's a phenomenal he a actor. actor. I mean, the the show he puts on in The Greatest Showman I, is That's is how incredible. I picture him. Even I the would agree. movie We Are Your Friends. Oh, we are, that's one of my favorite movies. One of movies. my favorites, yeah. So I think Zac Efron was the Bruce Wayne uh, we wanted. Yeah, correct. I think so, too. However, I don't think he has the grit. The Greatest Showman, I thought he was really great. Of course. Then. I just don't think he has the grit to be this kind of Batman. No, definitely not. No. So, I think they made the right choice. So, Mom, you had made a... A comment about Robert Pattinson being cast in earlier conversations and his opinion and, and what people thought. What did you tell me more about that? When they first were talking about him being a possibility, he really, really lobbied hard for this part. He was contacting them all the time. He was just really excited. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do this. Uh, probably why he got the lowest paycheck of any of the former Batmans, because they were so sure he was going to take it and wanted it. He only got paid $3 million for it. <gasps> and everybody else, even Michael Keaton 30 years ago, got, you know, way more than more that. More than that. Wow. So he, he went in for a very low price. However, the people, when they heard about him being cast, were outraged. They just absolutely couldn't imagine Robert Pattinson. He was still in their mind as Twilight, maybe. Uh, so he spent a lot of time really going online, reading everything he could, all the reviews and what people thought to where he was just blown away. He couldn't believe how badly accepted he was going to be. And he was just bound and determined to prove he is right for this role. And one of the things they said about the reason why he wasn't paid that high is they weren't sure he could on his own make a draw of, oh, of an audience where Michael Keaton was already established. Christian Bale was already established. These George Clooney, they, these were people that were leading men on their own. And for some reason they couldn't see Robert Patton as that, although he did twilight, he did several movies where Water he was, for elephants. he was great, but he hasn't done any like current, his right. last couple movies that he was screen. in flopped. Exactly. So he was really sort of devastated by this and he was bound and determined to prove himself. And I think he certainly did that. Yeah. That, that three million is, is interesting to me. I'm almost wondering, like sometimes when actors take a low cut like that, what they'll do is they'll take a percentage of the take. That, they'll take more, they'll happened. take a higher percentage of like sales. And so I'm wondering if that's the case. Um, they ha- did not say that. They did say that Christian Bale got like 10 or 12 million and then he got 20 million. You know, well, uh, when we get into the budget later, that's shocking. I know because they already the made budget. their money back. They, yeah. yeah, they made but it that's back the first office. weekend. But when we yeah. talk about the budget for how much it costs to make the right. film, it was like, he's like three million. That's insane. Yeah, so he they got off cheap on him, but yeah. I don't think they're going to get it off cheap the next time, no. which they shouldn't. Yeah. So he it, deserves a payday next time. He certainly does. So it's funny they uh, Warner Brothers has not quote unquote greenlit the sequel yet. Although all the sources within Warner Brothers said it was already greenlit before this even came out. Wow. So I don't think That's we have crazy. any anything to worry about. There's going to be another Batman. There has oh, to be. Yeah, there has to be. be. It's already set up. I mean, not even a crossover between so that just a solo, another they Batman. They can just continue with the exact characters they have now. Yep. Yeah. 100%. It'll be really good, too. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the other characters. Let's talk about Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Loved him. Yeah? Mm. Tell yeah. us about it. I think, in my opinion, that... This is the best acting performance that he will probably ever do in his career. 
typically when you get Colin Farrell, you know what you get. You get a guy who's phone booth. Who's yeah? You get, I like it. You know, phone booth is okay. Sue me. The recruit with Al Pacino was a great movie, but Colin Farrell. It's not like he had to act much. No. You know what I mean? He's, He's pretty. You know what you get with Colin Farrell? Like he did good in um, the. The Harry Potter movie. What was the... Uh, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. No, the one before that. The first one. Uh, um, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Um, he did great in that, in that role. And that was the first time I was like, wow, this dude can act. You know what I mean? But this, he took it to a whole nother level. I mean, the persona he put on is 100% what Danny DeVito should have been yes. as the Penguin. Jump in, Mom. I know you're trying. Uh, I thought Colin Farrell had it down. Yeah. Absolutely had it down. Uh, he's my favorite penguin over the 60s Burgess Meredith, although very fun. Uh, I thought that the pathetic, exceedingly dark Danny DeVito in the 90s movie was horrible. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Agreed. Not a big role and not too cartoonish. Uh, the only hint of the term the penguin is when his, both his hands and his feet were cuffed. And when he first walked, I said, there's the penguin. Right, he's waddling. waddling. He's waddling. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant because if you blinked, you could have missed it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Now we know why he walked that way. Um, I thought Colin Farrell played it to perfection. I really did. I mean, I there really was only did. one scene where I could tell that it was Colin Farrell. And I couldn't. One scene. I really couldn't. And that I was could. it. And remember, I, point, mm-hmm. I tapped you and you could just see it in his eyes and his nose. That was it. I was just blown one away. Scene. I would have never known that There's was him. There's one part where he started to... To yell yes. out, and it's harder to change your voice when you yell. That I was like, oh, there he is. There he is. There's I don't that know accent. his voice well enough yeah. to have picked up on I that. I absolutely loved him. Wait, I was going to say, look what you think. I absolutely right? loved him as a kid. He was funny. Yes. Uh, I mean, not and unintentionally you funny. You need that. The uh, car chase that we've all seen in the trailers a hundred times was so epic it with was. him. At the, I mean, he was leading that. He yes. led that scene, yeah. regardless of what Pattinson was doing. And his facial expressions. His, yes. yes. Perfect. The whole, I got you, I got you. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Like, come on, come on. It was so, I loved it. And Colin Farrell, just just the humor he brought to the this, the interrogation scene, too, was yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I did not expect a laugh. But, but at the same time, the respect he commanded from everyone around him. Oh, yeah. No, he, I mean, he, is, he was, is a kingpin. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. He's a formidable villain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And- to me, I wanted more of that from the Riddler Agreed. because I felt like there was points with him as the penguin where you're laughing. I could hang out with him. Mm. I could see how he would be likable. I could see how in that kind of a role That's what I in the about mafia. Coming. Yes, in the mafia, he's smooth. He's this, he's that, he's in the club, he's got a following. But also There's, shrewd and ruthless at the same time. But a real piece of shit like it's a criminal yeah Yeah. and i thought that that balance i always take it back to the movie heat with val kilmer and you have you like both the villains and the protagonist because they're human Mm -hmm. and i felt like that lack of human i understand because the riddler's supposed to be crazy but the lack of human relatability yeah but the riddler at the end when he's in jail we'll talk about that because there's more to him also yeah i think so, okay, so fun fact, Matt Reeves will continue to direct Colin Farrell as the Penguin in an HBO limited series. Oh, totally fuck cool. yeah. Yeah. On HBO Max. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, well, limited series, what's the subject matter? Penguin. Just, it's going to be uh, just him focus and on his, 
It's at the fall of Falcone, and it is his power grab to take over Gotham. So I wonder if it's going to be like the transition between yep. this movie and the next. Yeah. There's oh, a ton of material there. Because like, like they like said it. at the end of the movie, there's a power vacuum and things yep. are about mm-hmm. to get ugly. Yep. Because and of, you saw the standoff with him and Falcone before yeah. Falcone died. Yeah. Because at some point, Penguin does take over the entire, uh, the the Narrows. And, yep. Or some, some part of Gotham. But yeah, I'd love to see how that happens. Mm-hmm. You rarely get to see anything like that but yeah well, and a lot of the hbo max limited series are actually really good so i'm excited they put a lot of production value into them so i think we should expect it to be the same caliber i agree um okay let's talk about paul dano as the riddler i wouldn't miss him as the riddler or that actor in general he did nothing for me absolutely nothing but the riddler is supposed to be kind of weak and pathetic and unassuming but he has this massive intellect that does make him a danger. See, you have like Bane, who is a danger because of his strength. You have the Penguin. He's a danger because of what he commands, what he is able to do with all of his money. And, and then his you connections. Have, and his connections. And then you have like the Joker's total wild card. And, but the Riddler was, I think, very appropriately portrayed. I think he was scary in his own way. And because you wouldn't expect it from this man that that once you see the mask off. Mm-mm. So I, I liked it. I liked him. As I mean, it. the intellect was there, like you said, but I didn't get the psychotic behavior that is typical to the Riddler until the end of the movie. Well, that's right. If you get it at the end of the movie, because he's truly a damaged human being from mm-hmm. his childhood. And it goes back to his being an orphan. He's resentful that all the promises that politicians make are lies. And at least it's unfulfilled for him as the lies. He's jealous over the orphan Bruce Wayne who comes to light when he's in prison and the injustice of the system. So the Riddler grew up in an orphanage, cold, hungry, of great deprivation, mm-hmm. you know, and he has to witness, you know, his hellhole to the what Bruce Wayne had. And he resents Bruce Wayne's privileged upbringing as much as he hates the false promises of the politicians. Right. So he's damaged. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And I, I don't have a problem with him being damaged, but I would prefer him to have seen his face or I maybe I just didn't like his costume. I didn't I didn't hmm. like like I love the joke with his weird costumes yeah. and stuff. But oh, and for me, I could have gotten over the costume. It wasn't my favorite, but I could have gotten over it. My biggest problem was that. I didn't find his riddles that clever. They weren't that good. Mm. I'll give you that. They were weak. Yeah. In my opinion. And I called two or three of them (laughs) in the theater. Compare them to the Val Kilmer. I thought those were better. Yeah. I did. I thought, you know, I think some of the dad jokes that are, you know, popular on all the forms of social media are more clever than those. (laughs) And some of them weren't even really riddles. They were just... Kind of like, I'm. Prompts. this is what I'm going to be doing at some point. Yeah. yeah. And it just, I felt like the Riddler should be a mastermind. And while his plan did uncover the corruption and it did do what he wanted to do, I guess my other complaint about him was his motive didn't make any sense. Now, jealousy, yes, against Bruce Wayne, fine. Frustration with the corruption and lack of promises, great. But to wipe out Gotham? That didn't make any sense. No, that didn't make any sense. To me. Because not all of Gotham was a problem. Now, I I could follow what he was doing up until he was caught. And then it fell off for me. Because up until he was caught, he was getting Falcone, the rat, out into the light, letting everybody know the corruption in Gotham and what happened and who's selling whose soul for what. Great. I'm behind it. 
But now I'm going to flood the city. That was over the top. I thought so. It, it, for me, I had a problem with it. I didn't like it. Well, and so if his whole thing was to bring awareness to the fact that the upper echelon of society within Gotham and people in charge are crooked and dirty, then he definitely accomplished that. And mm-hmm. and then some. So to do what he did the second was clearly just create mayhem and to almost give the city a restart. And it was interesting to me to to actually see that. I actually like that part of the movie, to tell you the truth. And I know a lot of a lot of other people well, I talked to. it's a pivotal part didn't. of the movie. But, um, you know, I felt like after that, like his purpose was on, right? And so that was like his sole focus. And so when he's in the Arkham, I think we finally see like that full psychotic break. And so I think just like Batman's supposed to be developing and maturing, we might see the same with the Riddler. Okay. All right. Sure. I didn't like that they took Bruce Wayne's parents and criminalized them. That that's getting old in general. That's one of my biggest questions. All mm-hmm. it really bothers me because they were, you know, if you go back to the first one back in '89, you know, they're walking down the street with the young Bruce Wayne. They're murdered by the Joker, and um, yeah, they were business people. They were wealthy, but that and, and they're business pillars people, of society, right? And and business people are gonna be unsavvy at times, but for the most part, they were generous to the community. Now, all of a sudden they've criminalized them to the point where it's almost like a justification of their murder. And that bothered me because I did. That's how I interpreted that. And I just didn't like that. I just felt you don't need to make Batman even more. If you want to put us now, had they, from a plot standpoint, wanted to put a smudge on the Wayne's not being as clean cut. Okay. Fine, because in that level of politics and that sure. level, they're probably not squeaky clean. So I could I can get down with that. And if they wanted to take that and take that as a secondary shock to Bruce Wayne to really need any jump more. him forward <laughs> into justice over vengeance. Great. But tie it together. Right. I felt like it was weak, too. It was. It was like what the whole cause of was of the dirty Thomas Wayne dealings. I felt that it was super weak once it was explained properly by Alfred in the hospital. Yeah. And it was weak for me because it was like on top of them already mentioning the white privilege of the way. I have no patience for that. And I was almost done with the movie at that point. Like it, it turned me off. It did me too. The first time Me too. I thought, Oh no, here we go. Welcome. Wokeism. We're going to just go that route. Well, and that was the thing is it, we didn't need to get political, get political no. ambition agenda. But what no. was so strange to me is they put the it's almost like he didn't rat Reeves didn't want to offend people. And so he interjected that and then immediately undid it with Alfred. And I just wish they left the whole fucking thing. They out. didn't need yeah. to do it yeah, at because all. They, they almost spent like 15, 20 minutes leading you up to that and trying to justify it just for it to be wiped away in a two minute conversation. Right. No, so it was like no, a total, it was totally pointless waste of time. And it was, and it was so then movie. it leads yeah. us to believe as the viewers that it's just literally to smear them. Well, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's parents were supposed to be in business. They were, you know, weren't they in some sort of a business and, or Wayne, an industry? Wayne Enterprises. Wayne Enterprises. I but feel then, like it had its hand in everything. everything. But then, I guess he, he saves Falcone, you know, who comes in injured and, he's a doctor. and he took a Hippocratic oath. So he's a doctor. So he's a doctor. He's a businessman. Now he's a politician and he's corrupt. It's like, how many things can this one guy be? He died by the time he was 35, 40 years old. 
So I was like, I was, I never saw the political aspect of him at all. I just figured he's a businessman. He's and a Luke, in other, kind of an afterthought. Yeah, moment. in other lore, did he was he ever a politician running for mayor? I don't remember. I that. didn't see I that at all. I don't ever remember that either. Yeah, no, I always thought it was like head of Wayne Enterprises right. or a sur- prominent surgeon. Yeah, prominent surgeon of Wayne Enterprises that had their hand in everything. Right. You know, yeah. but it they was a, spread him very thin. Yeah, hard. and then think a of how young he was when he was murdered. And right, Luke, since you're the he wasn't the, 50, the comic 60 book years old guru. Yes, was there ever a mention of Martha being part of the Arkham family? That's the first I've ever heard or seen or anything have to have that connection and psychosis in the family or anything like that. Batman's story has been redone several times with slight, you know, liberties changes made to them. And I have never seen that. Yeah, that you're talking about his mother. Yeah, Yeah. I was ready for them to turn her into a hooker. You know, (laughs) I was like, what else are you going to do to this family? Right. Well, and that was the whole thing. So Arkham Asylum is. Like the crazy house. Correct. It's in that house. It's for the criminally insane. It's criminally right. insane. It right. always has been. I've never heard about so Martha. So how has that never come up before? Yeah. Right. No, I've never seen that. Being Arkham. And then, you know, trying to cover it up. And, uh, that was all unnecessary to me. So, um, next character I want to talk about a little bit, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, is Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. I liked him. I did too. And there was a lot of him in this movie. Mm -hmm. And going from the Michael Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Jim Gordon representation, they were always super old and they were always an afterthought. They were always like, oh, you know, they came after the crime and after and they'd explain what happened. But this one was like super involved. I really like this portrayal. Yeah, I really, really dug this portrayal. And I thought he was, he, he acted appropriately if this was real. If this was real, all around, I feel like this movie, if this, if Batman really existed, this is how it would go down. And I really think that Jim Gordon is the staple of that, of someone on Batman's side. Well, he sure supported him. He was a he friend. Did. And while everybody else was really hesitant to be supportive or, you know, you can't be here or get out of here, he was like, he's with me. You know, he, mm. he did that. Well, but. you know why? Because Jim Gordon was the only one that wasn't corrupt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, well, so, no. go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, so I was just going to say that this Jim Gordon really resonated with me because I felt like it was a nice blend of uh, Gary Oldman as as him. Gordon. And um, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who played Jim Gordon on Gotham from the OC from the OC. Yeah. I thought it was a nice blend of that. Uh-huh. Had like he had the principles that good that Gordon stood for and he wasn't really willing to bend the rules. You know what I mean? Like he stood what he stood for and. He didn't he didn't break her bend. And I love that fact. And I love that in this movie, you see him as a detective and actually investigating. You know what I mean? I love that aspect as the greatest detective of Batman. So I'm 100 percent in line with where you say, like, he was a partner. Like mm-hmm. they were both the, incre- the greatest detectives. I'm going to jump in really fast. So I would argue a little bit with you about the breaking and bending rules because broke and bent rules of the whole movie. You think so? Yeah. I'm not saying breaking and bending rules. I'm saying breaking and bending his principles. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense because he's the one that went against everybody being owned by Falcone. So that was breaking rule. Number one, rule number two is supporting the masked vigilante that they're supposed to not support. That's why I'm not saying the rules, his principles. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Um, I love Gary Oldman Mm -hmm. forever. One of my favorite actors. I thought he was great as Gordon. I like that this, if this is supposed to be the young years of Batman, it's the early years of Gordon as well. So I like that. 
I like that what you said about a cross between the two, because this was really instead of this being a superhero movie, this was a crime drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so he was part of solving the crimes rather than, you know, the mm-hmm. the Hail Mary that Gordon would pull in. Mm-hmm. Or just pointing back. And that's in what in I said direction. about my description of him, that he was part of the crime solving yeah. team. So what do you think of Gordon, Mom? I didn't think much. To be honest, I didn't really care one way or the other about him. He got a lot of screen time, though. He did. And I wasn't sure really why. <laughs> That's well, he, okay. He is integral to the I Batman I expect him lore. to have white hair and be older, and I'm not realizing that the movie is taking place in a younger time. Uh, so yeah. I thought he was good. I liked that he supported Batman, that he, he was the team player with him, that he was had integrity and stuff. But I don't have anything one way or the other. Okay. okay. Interesting. Sorry. That's okay. That's, but I do on other people. Well, a supporting character next. Let's talk about Andy Serkis's Alfred. Who wants to take that first? Mine's going to be short. I really yeah. didn't care for him in general. I didn't either. I just, I just felt like he was, he, he did not, tall uh, Englishman. he did not help Bruce Wayne's sourness. No, he no. didn't. And that was my main con- complaint with him. I felt like he wasn't really necessary. The Alfred in, in other media is super integral to It is. Batman. Yeah, I loved Alfred in the 60s with the Batman on TV. I always. <laughs> and this one was just like, oh, I'm looking at the uh, the the puzzle the Riddler it's sent like you to see if I can do something. Mail. Yeah, it's just it was just <laughs> He checked an the box. Yeah. I felt like yeah, his character it. checked the box of Alfred's on screen. Yeah. And Alfred is such a key critical part of sort Batman. of raised Batman. He did. Yeah. And so if you look at the different mediums, whether you look at Michael Keaton mm-hmm. with Batman and Alfred's a really old guy. Right. right? Or you look at um Gotham where Alfred is a badass and he is like a, a XSAS. Yeah. And he's ready to fight the good fight and support and to protect. There was no purpose was except no to clear the them. Wayne name. Yeah, well, I didn't feel like there was he worked on the riddles a little bit. You know, but I felt where they... He shared his cufflings. There was yeah. one yeah, true. <laughs> main dynamic of the character Alfred that was missing through this movie. And I feel like all the other movies or comic books or shows or whatever it was, part of Alfred's purpose was stewardship. He was helping, not just like you said, raise Batman, but helping him develop as, as a, a man right. and as yes, a person right. and helping him fight through his normal life and his inner and demons. You get that from and there was none of this. He was conforming. Right. Yeah. You know, he was not a motivator or anything for him. You know, he was not that missing father figure or anything. So that's where I was kind of, I was disappointed, you know, for the role that he was given and the character that he was given. Sure. Andy Serkis, fine. I'm not a big fan of him in the first place. And, but he did okay for the character he was, but it's, it's nothing to write home about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Kristen said, he checked the box. Yeah. He does all I can say for him. I mean, I love Michael Caine as Alfred. I love I thought he was great. And Alfred generally. some emotion. Alfred generally is the heart and soul to Batman's He sort of ties things together He's the, for him. He is the, the, glue. the grounding, 100% the glue. And Moral compass. There yes. Exactly. And a little bit of comic relief. Right. Generally, Alfred has like some little kind of quips or yeah, some little kind puns of is his puns. Digs, his little digs. Little digs, little jokes. He's, he's like a family member. He's that comfortable yes. in that role. And I felt like. I mean, unfortunately, when he got blown up, it was like, eh. Nobody cares. Right. I was kind of upset to see him alive still. Well, and but I knew so, he was going to be. Can, well, the Batman sitting t- there in the hospital wasn't all that warm and fuzzy no, with him either. No, he, he opens his eyes and you lied to me. Lied to me. <laughs> I was like, give him a chance. Let the man open his eyes. One, 
moment in the movie you expect some softness and he no, didn't get nothing. it. And all he does is hold out his hand and Bruce Wayne waits for like a, a few beats before even taking it. And it's just enough. Can yeah. we talk about that scene for a second? Yes, when he's in the let's. hospital? Yes, let's. Am I just absolutely batshit crazy or was, I mean, the, yes. was <laughs> the scab on his nose Heath Ledger is the Joker. Uh, yeah. When you showed it to me, I couldn't unsee it. It was like right in front of our faces. And as soon as I saw it, I had to tap you and say, do you see it? And when you said you saw it, like I was, I, I just couldn't unsee it. Well, it was just perfect. There's symbolism all over Batman movies. So I mean, who had the skin? Batman? No, Alfred. No, Alfred. 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 Okay. So it was on his nose and he had one long one that was like almost from the part of Heath Ledger's hair when it was long coming over to one side. Then there was a little bit what like a little bit. What would be the purpose of them doing that? Respect. I think it was just respect. Oh, yes. okay. Paying respect. I think I it was homage. like it's a little not. bit of nostalgia. Okay. At the same time. Pain do respect for for the true villain. Try it. Yeah, I try. I couldn't tell. I couldn't see it. Mm -mm. I want to see it, so I haven't been able to. I pointed out to you, and you're like, "That's not Heath Ledger." I'm like, "Well, no shit, Sherlock." (laughs) She has has a point. Heath Ledger is so much better looking. (laughs) I'm looking it up right now on Reddit. So speak amongst yourselves. There's another. um, There's a Reddit board. Well, there's another moment where there's a callback to the Joker, and I want to say it's in The Dark Knight Rises, and it's when the Batman monument is being unveiled, and it's an overhead shot, and it has um, three different groups of people seated, and it is in a smiley face. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's just that's why when you said it, I wasn't like you know I I didn't think oh no way I was I kind of thought okay he he's onto something here. So yeah. I mean, yeah, stuff was, like that that no one may notice notice comes that out. was that was intentional, by the way. Was it? Yeah. And so it was it was purposely placed there. And that's part of why the rest of the dialogue in the scene was eh, because really, they really that wanted was the you to pay point. attention to the center point. I mean, of the how, screen. once I saw it, I couldn't focus yeah, on I'm anything right. else that was going on. I agree. And I really didn't care about that conversation. But so when, after we saw <laughs> it, even though, you, I mean, you should have cared about it. As soon as he woke up and like the dude almost died and he's like, you lied to me. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. What is your problem? Yeah. Like, come on. But hey, hey, buddy, how you feeling? Yeah. Like, yeah nothing. <laughs> I, oh, good. You're alive. Survive. Cool. <laughs> Appropriately douchey. We got some up. shit to talk about later, but yeah. right now, yeah, make yeah. sure you're okay. It right. really sums up the relationship. Or, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a strong Resentment. word to use. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it the just... first time you ever see Batman at running the show and being like the leader. You yeah. know what I mean? I always felt well, he's like. He's resentful. That's who re- pretty much raised him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was weird. But he was, he was quick to point out, you aren't my father. Yeah, a All couple times. Man, that stuff is so. Like just Hurtful. you're unnecessarily. You're not my father. Well, who the hell raised you besides yeah. me? Well, and you're not my father. I didn't have to raise you. I didn't you. have to be your father. But all right, one more character I want to talk about was. Oh, uh, I want to talk about a couple. Well, that I'm bringing up. You oh, can bring okay. up whoever you like. I want to talk about John Toro as Carmine Falcone. I Loved dug him. him. I dug him. Yeah. I the only other time I'd really seen him. Uh, was the rounders. Okay. And I really liked him in that. He was so appropriately like just not creepy, but just off putting. I guess his presence was off putting those constant sunglasses, the constant, you know, his voice inflection never really changed. It was just, it was just, oh, he was I a, thought that was perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was great. It was like standard John Turturro, but for some reason, even though it was like, he was almost playing himself. He just uh-huh. commanded fear and respect. Correct. So I said, you know, you got to love John Turturro. Maybe it's his, his Italian uh, lent itself to this role, but it was perfection. His portrayal. Yeah. Either way, he was amazing. Bruce Wayne's father saved his life and he never forgot that. Bruce makes little of it. 
you know, by saying, well, he was a Hippocratic Hippocratic oath. Yeah. In other words, he was a doctor and that's what he has to do. He helps people. But Carmine almost seems hurt by that because he he almost felt the respect and the bond with uh, Batman's father. And then I thought he, he kind of laughed at that. Like well, laughed and like touched his face. Okay. Do you think it was because he knew there was more to the story? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Well, maybe. I just thought that he, you know, it's he, he's so typical of mafiosa. Uh-huh. And that to me, because I know I'm familiar with those people. I hate to say it, but I mean, I do grow up around that. And I, I see somebody like him and it's amazing that kind of calm they have that charisma draws there's a you charisma, in there's a calm yeah the naturalness like even when they were playing pool and he says uh give us some time you know like he he dismisses you without any you know doesn't like guys can he just and they know he's ready for them yeah. to go away so he can have a private conversation mm-hmm. but everything he does is very methodical and in the way he very talks, smooth even the way he walks oh yeah he, he was a gem i thought he was can i see a question mm-hmm. what did you think about the aspect that they added to the story of him being the father of Selena Kyle, who Hated is Catwoman. That. Disliked. Hated that. I was going to ask if that was in any other lore. That's one of my topics. I don't to think about. so. Okay. Why do you think they did that? To, to add an aspect to make her more relevant in the story because she wasn't a criminal Bingo. per se. That's, but there's already enough daddy issues in this movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. I agree. I'm not defending yeah. it. I'm just saying I think I, that's I, why. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, uh, her character. Are we going to talk about her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm completely brought up Catwoman. Yet. I haven't gotten there yet. Right. It's on no, my list. We're ready. We're ready. we're ready. Well, I'd like to hear Justin's thought on John Totoro as Carmine. I love, I think he's such a dynamic actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in so many different types of roles. I mean, in Mr. Deeds, he's like the servant. <laughs> hey, can I change your socks? I'm, I'm very, very, very sneaky. 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 You know what I mean? He was in anger management as like the crazy uh, war vet who mm-hmm. was in the Bay of Pigs. And that was like his, you know, call to fame in that movie and played an absolute rage monkey, which was awesome. Um, great in Transformers. He was a little, his personality was more over the top. He's a little neurotic. He was a little neurotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which most people who investigate quote unquote conspiracy theories and thing of that nature are right. Because you kind of have to be, but in this role, I think it might be my favorite because it, it was just like, it was effortless for him. Mm-hmm. It was so natural. It was so natural. He was such a draw that when he got shot, you almost were like, Oh, <gasps> oh I know. I guess I did. I didn't want him to get shot. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. He's one of those bad guys you like. He's likable. Yeah. So. He's so good in that role. Oh. All right. I've been holding out. Let's talk about Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Selena Kyle. Justin, I want to hear your reactions first. I think she killed it. I think she absolutely nailed it. I mean, if there's anything missing, I don't think it was her performance. I think she did portray the Catwoman exactly the way they wanted to her because, in my opinion, she nailed the persona. I mean, even down to the walk. When she walked, mm-hmm. her hips rolled well, like a cat. her shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. You she, know what I mean? Like, I think she had it down. She was a badass. She was the burglar. She could fight. She could take care of herself. She was independent. But at the same time, still vulnerable. You know what I mean? I, I just think she did a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she brought the sex appeal, that's for sure. Yes, she did. For somebody with a shaved head. I mean, or pretty close to. I mean, she looked like a young very, guy very there. Very, very short I, hair. I, that's exactly what I said. I said, Zoe Kravitz is a hot Holly, Bear, Holly Berry. Yeah. Um, she was really likable, too. Mm-hmm. She was likable. She was cute. She brought a little flirtation. 
you know, the cat in the bat, like, let's go start trouble. Like she was the, the fun that the movie needed, I think, a little bit more of. I just don't know why they had to add the bisexual uh, aspect of it. Although I don't have a problem with the bisexuality. Not that there's anything period. wrong with it. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I really don't. <laughs> but what I didn't like was that, and I did a little check on this. I kind of liked it. But you know what? They never had Catwoman as a bisexual in any of the roles because I went back and looked into it and they did not ever portray her as that. That's they debatable. Hinted yeah. at did they? It in several they, times. Uh, it was like a little wink wink nudge nudge underhanded. Really? Like her dynamic between Poison Ivy um, yes. and Harley Quinn okay. at times too. I see that I don't know the Harley Quinn one. You don't know the lore. Right. Yeah. yeah. But see in the regular Batman ones that I'm thinking of and I, I didn't see that, but I did see an incredible chemistry with her and Robert yes. Pattinson. They were hot. They were hot. They were hot. She's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I thought she was a great Catwoman. I uh, just thought yeah. that it was a, you know, I just felt like are we tried to hit another button now, LGBTQ or, you know. Oh, 100%. That, yeah, 100%. But yeah, I think but it's better to see that than a Catwoman that's non-binary, right? I just, so, I just don't know why we always have to throw something else in, but I guess you do. So. It's the way of the world today. Think, woke world. I think the way of the world today is that it's more and more prevalent bisexuality with women and it's more openly recognized, not just and because accepted. of the, yeah. not just because of the letter people, mm-hmm. but just in general. Yeah. I mean, I have a number of girlfriends that are all bisexual yeah. and it's, it's more common than it used to be. I think it's, I was okay with that aspect of it. I was concerned when it started with her saying baby this, baby that, that she was going to be only lesbian. And there is a chemistry between Batman and Catwoman forever, always has been, always will be. And I got concerned that they were going to not do that. I just don't like when something's thrown in just for the sake of, like Mm. when you have to say, you know, white privilege or you have to say, you know, baby. So that's the hint that she's bisexual. I don't care if she's bisexual, you know, and I don't care if you think that certain politicians or people are corrupt. I just don't like the terminology that's trying to be too trendy. Okay. You know, that, that was, I, I can see that. That was I, something I didn't like. I love that you guys brought up the chemistry between them because I was listening to an interview. And so her first reading to be Catwoman, she shows up and she knew it was going to be Robert Pattinson, but she shows up and he has half the Batman suit on, only the top. And it was the Val Kilmer Batman. So like the straight up rubber suit. And she shows up and With he's the in nipples he's and in that and sweatpants. And she walks into that scenario and has to like audition for the I part, keep that basically. Face. Epic, yes. epic, right? Yeah. And awesome so for them to be able to build that type of chemistry after that awkward first experience together, I think is well. You know, that's supposed to be like the thing that turns girls on is gray sweatpants, right? Well, Apparently, is. that's a thing. <laughs> not, not I here. can vouch for it. I have mine. The on. opposite. <laughs> What'd you think, Luke? I, I liked her. She was uh, what I expected. I think she checked all the boxes. I don't know. I just, I, I wish it was more focused on Batman. What was um, missing? I can't tell you that. I, I don't know what was missing. It just seemed like it was more a Catwoman driven movie at times. Like we were waiting on what she was doing next to take the story the next step. I think she was a more dynamic character. Well, because those stories was, were intertwined. They, they were, but I mean, I, I can't argue that Catwoman and Batman, the the combo has been there for as far back as forever. I mean, she was introduced. Yeah. But I wanted her to do some criminal things too, because Catwoman was not a goody goody. Early. It's early. Well, and she was. She was breaking in to steal 
yeah. stuff and that's probably why the but chick was, was with the guy because they were plotting yeah. exactly she mm-hmm. was plotting on the mob to steal some money so they could take off i mean she had her stuff but i think we'll see more like the actual cat burglar side yeah. she's supposed to be in the next movie yeah okay. um, oh, i thought she did a great job blending the different Catwomans. I mean, I thought Anne Hathaway was fantastic as Catwoman and working together as with Batman, but I think she actually did a better job in the working with Batman aspect. I think she pulled off the chemistry with Batman better than Anne Hathaway yeah. did with Christian yeah, Bale. Definitely. She's was one no of my chemistry. favorite actresses. And she's not mine either, but the chem- there was no chemistry between mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway and Christian Bale. And that's a problem because Christian, Christian Bale is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um, not nice I was you pleasantly, don't. no, I was pleasantly surprised. I was very concerned by that casting. Now, I like Zoe Kravitz. I've seen Me her too. in a number oh, of movies. Oh, I could see her doing it. I knew she could do it. I knew she could, but it was, to me, it was like, is it going to be like, uh, she did it? Or is it going to be like, she nailed she it? I mean, she really nailed it. Yeah, she did. It, it, I was pleasantly surprised. It was far better than I expected from her. So I was very happy about that casting. Because Catwoman, I mean, that's one of my yeah. favorites. I think I dressed up as her when I was like seven. I think so, too. I mean, she's really <laughs> so, had like, that X factor. Yes, yeah, she did. She walked her I'll hips, agree. So her shoulders. She really did move. Her waist was like a size twenty, like nineteen inches. Yeah. Waist. That was the first thing I noticed when she walked. Like it truly oh, was yeah. like a cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She slinked. She, she slinked. slinked, and her whole body slinked. Yes, she was gorgeous. You, anybody can have the hair that short and look that good. Well, this is a facial bone well, what's structure. cool is it was not just short. It was unstyled. It was like it was just almost a buzz cut because the hair was grown up on the neck like the neckline hadn't been cut anything. It was like curled. And so it was almost just like a messy cut, like maybe it was shaved and it's just grown out like that. Or I just got tired of my hair and I'm just going to chop it off. Well, it wasn't was like a wigs, styled yeah. haircut. You know what I mean? And that and to still have that sex appeal with that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, kids. Any other characters you want to talk about, Mom? Mm-mm. No, no. Luke, uh, I'm good. Justin, mm, you know, I originally had some feelings about the Real character, the one that was running Bella Real, Bella Real. But I felt by the end of the movie that she was almost insignificant. Absolutely. She was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think she was important at all. It seemed like the movie was setting us up for her to have a bigger role in potentially the next movie, but by the end, you realize that she's just going to be the next puppet. Well, one question I have about Gordon. Was yes. he a captain in no. this? What detective. Was he? he was de- detective. Just detective. So he still has two more ranks to go mm-hmm. up. Okay. Gotcha. Was yeah. he de- or was he lieutenant? I thought he committed, had some I kind of position. Lieutenant. I think it was lieutenant. But he's not a captain. It was lieutenant but over the detective. And the other ones commissioned. Yes. Me, but so even the Christian Bale ones, he starts out below that. And okay. if you remember, when Heath Ledger was in the jail cell, mm-hmm. he got promoted to commissioner. And he applauds okay. very... Di- just yeah. dismissively. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Epic. All Very right. Large. Let's talk about scenes. So I want to talk about a couple things and then we'll open it up to favorite and least favorite scenes. Okay. I want to talk about the opening scene. Very different than an opening Batman scene of his, of other Batman movies. What'd you guys think? I thought it was brilliant. Explain. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant because it's different than any other opening of any Batman, which most times would make us cringe. Right. And even though it was super slow and very, very, very long, I thought it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is introduce us to this Batman. Mm -hmm. And it 100 percent 
set the tone for the rest of the movie because the tone never really changed after that. No, it didn't. Right. And you had like the slow walk and some movie or some parts that dragged a little bit, but I feel like all of those paid off immediately after. Right. Um, I felt like the cinematography and whoever the director of photography was for that opening scene, it was so fucking artistic. It was in my opinion, brilliant. Okay. The only thing I disliked about anything opening related was just how abrupt the title card was how it just flashed. Yeah. And it was just, it was, there was no like, you know, epic score like Imperial March. Batman. Introduced the characters it was, starring Robert Pattinson. It was like of kind of a fruity inflection of some kind of, you know, orchestra and just the Batman. Other than that. No. Well, and if you remember the dark Knight, it starts, there's no opening. No, just like this one. It doesn't right flash up. dark Knight, but it with just starts robbery. right up with the bank. Were they with the, ba- the bank truck and mm-hmm. stuff? And they mm-hmm. were like dressed with the mask. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that a lot better. What do you think of the opening scene? Um, I didn't. It was another scene that I was like, okay, I'm waiting to see where this is going to go. I was very worried. The first time Mm -hmm. I saw it, because we sat there twice. Right. The first time I saw it, I sat there and I was like, oh God, this is going to be so long. Well, Because that opening scene, while it was artistic... Let's say hypothetically the scene was 10 minutes. It could have been done. In, it could have been done with the same things in six. I felt like everything dragged just a little bit too long. And it, for me, it didn't build like anticipation and excitement. It just was like, exactly. can we please get yeah. through this? And it spent a whole lot of time following criminals that you never see again. Which is okay. Yeah. To see their general but reaction a, to darkness. A, but it's a big amount of t- screen time in the opening scene. Like if you talk about the Dark Knight, the opening scene is the Joker. Mm-hmm. And so it's the bank robbery. It all goes to shit. But then it's Heath Ledger as the Joker. It's introducing an integral character. And then when he shoots off his own guys, you realize, oh, this guy's really. And it's all really part of his cool plan guy. all along. Right. Right. The this, it's a guy that holds up a. Uh, a convenience store with a stupid mask on his face. And then he goes running, it's hit by a car and you're like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then it shows the people spray painting and then, uh, yeah. okay. Right. I just did like, <sighs> I, I did appreciate their focusing in on their reaction to possibly him being there. That's what that I thought I like. was so yeah. brilliant yes. about it. And artistic is that it was showing you different stages and different things that were happening in the city. And he's talking about, you know, the darkness and and how people are kind of expecting him or always wondering and fearing. And if how he he's can't standing be everywhere. There. Correct. You know what I mean? So even though they're going to commit these crimes, they're second guessing themselves. And there's still that fear, even though this is the beginning of Batman. And that's my point. I think they could have left that. I think they could have left out the whole beating up the random Asian guy who's now afraid that Batman's going to hurt him. Right. I think they could do anything wrong. That whole thing was too long. But you don't think that was done specifically to show us where Batman was at psychologically in his cycle? Because that's that's where you get the I am vengeance and you see it's raw emotion. And I mean, he's somewhat, somewhat beastly. Yeah. And that part was that part was okay. But the lead up to it of it's 35 seconds of the march of walking across the screen for him to walk over with the weird looking boots and the, the Darth Vader interlude the pants. and the hockey pants. Yes. When he hits the guy multiple times and then says, I'm vengeance. You're like, oh, look, here we go. Good. The movie's finally taking off. Yeah. I felt like, yes, the scenes where that showed the criminal, the symbol, the criminal, the symbol. Cool. Like it. Down. I think they spent too much other time on criminals that were nonsensical. 
Or just showing, okay. I think they were just showing that Gotham City was a hellhole. Yeah. And everywhere you turned, there was a problem, whether it's in the in the corner bodega or wherever it was. There's just problems. And it's Halloween. Now you got a lot of people under masks and it's going to just get uglier from there on in. Right. And yeah. Halloween is a time where a lot of people do. Mischief. Yeah. They do. And so that that's for me. I just felt like that whole thing could have been done the same way a little quicker. I didn't have as much of a problem with it the second time because I knew what to expect. And I knew it was going to be long. That's what I was going to ask you because the first time we saw it too, we had like 35 minutes of previews. Well, and so I felt time. like I was just like waiting for this movie to finally start the first time we watched it. And then when it did, it was like, okay, come on, get on with it already because we had waited so long already for right. it to start. I, this, this, the scene on the train in the subway was like, oh, it's still that way. You know, the New York subways are not safe. They've no, never, they never been safe. Been. And, you know, you look at that and say, oh, like, we're really surprised. They're seeing somebody get knocked over. Well, that's really what's going on. People knocking old people over mm-hmm. in the street. And Random that was just Asian disturbing. people is something that were, occurs almost every day. We see a video of it. True. Right. And that's uh, the new thing to mm-hmm. attack them. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, that was sort of like, oh. What do you think, Luke? Did you give us any feedback on that? On the opening scene, mm-hmm. I just all I all I added is just the the title card. Really, that's all I said. But mm-hmm. the opening scene, yeah, I kind of agree with Susan about how it shows how Gotham is a hellhole mm-hmm. and how everything is just complete chaos and anarchy. Um, and that there is a need. There, there definitely is a need. But I, I really want to focus in on the whole, like the spray paint can rolling into the darkness. I, I absolutely adored that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought that, was, that cool. was fantastic, and it did show that there is. Even though he can't be anywhere at once, um, his presence is at the same time. So I, I I liked it, but I see where you guys are coming from. So what did you guys think of his voice? Because that's a big thing with Batman, the voice. I liked his voice. So when he first came on, I said, I'm vengeance. How did you feel when you heard his voice? Well, I'd seen the trailer 40, 50 times and I, I had gotten used to it. And I thought it was cool. It was very Christian Bale. And I like Christian that. Christian Bale was so guttural. And- he was when he got to the second and third movie, but it was very first movie, like where he found his voice. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? It was that grit. You know what I mean? And it had that. It had a little bit of pain, but that commanding like. Mm. I yeah. think Robert Pattinson had to come off like that because everyone was expecting him not to be a great leading man. And I think he had to come off as hard ass. And I think he did He's that success- well. He did that. it successfully. Yeah. So I'll. I'll- go up against you on this one, Justin. Um, I think Christian Bale's voice in the first movie was comical. Really? In fact, they make fun of it in so many different platforms. Full of humor, yeah. Of, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. And I, but in the second and third, it got even better. more. I thought it got worse. I thought it got better. Because I thought it was more, like by the third movie, when he come, finally comes back, when he meets Bane, I felt like he was like almost out of breath trying to talk like I that. I came back to stop you. Yeah. Just to stop you. It was you. a joke. It <gasps> yeah. was a joke. Big freaking breath and another three words. You know what I mean? It was but too he much. so good. <laughs> he did. Um, <laughs> so I felt like Robert Pattinson nailed the voice more naturally. I felt like Christian Bale was forced. He forced it. And Robert Pattinson was able to just lower the tone of his voice without I'm Batman. Yeah, you don't need to do that. And there may be a reason for that because the the biggest difference between the two portrayals is that Christian Bale's Batman truly had to hide his voice because Bruce Wayne was a well-known figure mm-hmm. and member of the community and people would know his normal voice if it was anywhere close. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Batman, mm-hmm. he could tr- he could he could have used his own voice. Yeah. Right. 
He didn't, though. Well, because he wanted to command fear. Right. I noticed a a definite difference between the Bruce Wayne and the Bruce Wayne was very soft spoken and meek. It was very Mm -hmm. Edward. Yeah, it was. Um, Okay, so. Favorite scenes. Does anyone have a favorite scene they want to tell me about? Mine is hands down the car chase. Yeah. I can't get enough of that. The penguin is fantastic in it. Um, It's believable. Like the obstacles and barriers he created as a result of his haphazard driving to try and shake him. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, he looks back when, when the flaming Batmobile, which I love the Batmobiles and all the cars blow up and mm-hmm. all the cars blow up, and the Batmobile comes over through the flames and you see on his face, the brightness of the flaming Batmobile coming. It was perfection. And the fear that instantly the, was, he on was his, terrified. Yeah. yeah. He just, yeah. Cause he thought he got him actually, but yeah, I love that scene. With all my heart, I love that fucking scene. I love the way that scene ends with the car flipped over uh-huh. and the cinematography and the filming of Batman getting out of his car and walking. Mom, you love the scene too when he's walking to the flipped cape? over car with the cape blowing oh, in the yeah. wind with the fire. I'm big on cape. Total trailer moment. I mean, Beautiful. whoever yeah. was the director of photography for this movie, they need to get some notoriety because they absolutely made this movie. It was an art. Beautiful. Piece. It yeah, was, it was art. I mean, it truly was for something that was so dark and gothic. It was still beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. Mom, do you have a favorite scene? I'm trying to think if I do. I like I liked all the scenes. Um I, have, I can't say I, I have mine. Okay, go Justin. So my favorite scene is when he's going after Falcone and they shut off the power. Yes. And he is yes. going and when he gets into the hallway and they start shooting and you have these flashes of orange mm-hmm. and him yes. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And you get second. like a quick glimpse of where somebody is and a fight going on. I don't know gunshot. why we've never seen like a scene exactly like that, but it was amazing. That scene gave me I, chills. I, think I mean, I have chills right now talking yeah. about it. I thought it was phenomenal. I think one of my favorite scenes is, is uh, Batman with Catwoman. Okay. I think their chemistry, their Which reaction. One? Yeah, there's, really, there's a couple Especially scenes. at the end, yeah. you know, you know, where is he going to go for it? Is she going to go for it? She sort of realizes that mm, this isn't going anywhere and she leaves, but then he follows her, but then they split off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the way it was supposed to end. Well, it's like the Joker said, you truly are incorruptible. Yes. Yep. Even love is on the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that, 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 I, that was my I favorite agree. scene. I had to think about that for a second. Okay. Excellent. I, so I, Justin, you nailed it for me. I mean, on one of my favorites. Okay, that whole three or four scenes that goes through that a third time as right? he goes up. I mean, that whole section of the. What do you think I about every was- time he showed up at the club with the? Two guys at the door. And it was a different reaction every time. Well, one time it was Batman, and then a couple times it was Bruce Wayne, and then it was Batman again. And then, then it was nobody. And then it was nobody. And then yeah. the door with bruises yeah. from the last time. Doesn't he say the same thing? You you know who I am? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And these every guys time. are all beat up. They get more and more beat up every time he shows up. Mm-hmm. But I like the last time when he shows up and the guy opens the door, like, and sure. they don't get beat up. He just, just walks he slides in behind him and shuts the door and leaves the guy outside. Yes. Perfect. The only other scene I really dug is the penguin interrogation 
Yes. Uh, the end of it. Man. I love his voice. Hey, you guys know what I'm what I'm still here, right? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, that was that was, that was like the one epic humor oh, part God, of the movie. Was, you know the difference said, between L and La? Exactly. None of you speak well, Spanish? And also the whole uh what was, what was it? It was um what, it was what did he classic. say? What did Penguin Penguin say? Oh, what is this good cop, bad shit, crazy cop? Yes. Yeah, 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 bad shit crazy. Well, he's left there, says, so you know I'm here, right? Yeah, you're still I love here. That. Well, and that was great because it was like almost mid-movie. We needed like a mood reprieve. Yeah, Yeah. we needed a reset. (laughs) And that succeeded. And it it fucking did more. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It nailed it. One of my favorite scenes was the scene where Batman is in the police station and all the cops are trying to chase after him. Yeah. And and Gordon sends them all out and they're looking at each other and they're talking and it's just super intimidating. The choreography of that scene and the facial expressions that tell one thing, whereas what they're talking about has nothing Nothing to to do do with with that. We need to get you out of here. Beautiful. I think it's, you're going to, you're going to hit me. And he's doing this whole intimidating thing. And he goes, oh, okay, and then hits him. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he really knew it was him. coming, he laid his ass out. He did. And then right after that. He did that, pull the punch, though. Yeah, he did. He and did. then right after that, when he shoots the um, beautiful thing and goes right up through and the middle. And you oh, see the multiple level of cops yes. chasing him. Yes. You brought up the other scene of him on the gargoyle. Yes. At the top of the building, how he had an appropriately human reaction there. He like, almost oh, fell off the building. Oh, and right before he jumped. Yes. Yeah. He was terrified. Robert, I have to see this again. See, I I love that whole sequence until the end of his wingsuiting. When he for because I don't care who you are, you would have died. Yeah. You yeah, would have died exactly. at that moment going that fast. I mean, they're going upwards of two, three hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. when they do that. You and you wonder died. why I tell you you can't wingsuit. So that was like the one of the only parts of the movies where I was like, okay, that was unrealistic. What I really loved about this is I felt like they took Batman as a superhero and they made Batman as a human. They really did. And I did. really liked that he legitimately got scared. He got he scared. He got his got ass banged kicked. up. He yeah. didn't do well every time. Every time, yeah. And and that's what I loved about the last James Bond movie. Mm. That they made him human. Yeah. To feel, to be afraid, to, to be heartbroken. Right. To, and that's what they did with Batman. They made him human. So it's good that they're bringing a human element to some of the characters yeah Yeah, and i think they did some of that with christian bale but it was like an afterthought right there was like the part where it's like well with a girlfriend maybe well no with with the suit where he wanted a new suit that was impenetrable by dogs because he got previously he wanted to be bulletproof but he couldn't move a lot so now he just was going to sacrifice a little bit to be able to physically defend himself a little better not depend on the suit as much yes so but I, what I really liked is that they really took it down a notch from being a superhero to being a crime fighter in a detective drama. Yeah. They, so they really that. did focus in on the whole detective thing. Yeah. And I love, love that. That's part. like that's one right. of my favorite aspects of the movie was that for the first time, in my opinion, we see Batman as the world's greatest detective. I mean, he would just look at things and everybody in the room is watching him and he would just look at something. And then all of a sudden you'll see all the CSI people go over there and be like, what the hell is he yeah. looking for? And the contact you know lenses I mean? was a fantastic, was yes. fant- like uh, one of the uh, greatest, greatest aspects. Yeah. That was really additions. cool. Yeah. Where did that come from? And it's, I, I don't think it's ever been, been done or mentioned done. before. I mean, they've, they've had him being able to ha- record things before, but I don't think contact lenses has ever been. I've never seen the recordings cool. or the journal or anything like that before. No. I mean, not even in Arkham Origins, there was yeah. no journal or anything. No. So, I mean, that aspect I thought was 
Well yeah, that was a good mm. point, Luke. I really love that too. Um, let's talk about the end scene with Batman is up on the rafters and then swings down on the cable and cuts the cable to land in the water in the arena or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that whole scene? I felt like he was sacrificing his life there. I really did. It seemed like he was appropriately like aware of what he was about to do and that it could cost him his life, but it didn't. I mean, it, it was very, you know, you know, he just kind of came to, but yeah, I, I felt like it was him really turning the corner on becoming selfless and becoming the Batman, becoming the Batman that, you know, we need. Yeah. 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 Like in, in that moment, his motive changed. Right. His motive was no longer about revenge. Right. Correct. Absolutely. His motive was that about ending helping It's kind of people. a good beginning for the next movie. Exactly. It's, it's a real good transition. And it was also full circle for him taking that second to strap the bat symbol on his chest, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a point of focusing on that. I remember you looking at me and tapping me and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why would they focus in on that? And then, oh, all right. I, I was like, oh, yeah. just, just wait just, a yeah, just, just <laughs> pull your jets, Yeah. Well, and mom, you had a different reaction. If you remember when we were watching that, when he cut the rope. Mm-hmm. You got very upset. Well, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I didn't need James Bond and Batman dying all in the same year on me. (laughs) (laughs) She got very upset. I'm still upset about it. We sit at opposite sides of the theater, so I didn't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. But I, I, you know, when he was laying there like that, I was like, uh, I thought he was sacrificing his life too. So I get it. Justin, what'd you think about that scene? I just, I thought that whole sequence from the end of him fighting the Riddler wannabe gangsters, you know, the imposters from the end of that to the end of the movie gave us a glimpse of the future of Batman. Mm-hmm. And I thought we've, we saw where Batman started and that was the culmination of who Batman's going to be. That was like him, like I said earlier, him maturing and developing into the Batman that we all know. And hopefully it sticks, but I have a feeling if this director and the screenwriter stay on the same track that we're going to continually see Batman evolve, which I'm cool with because that evolution is, I mean, it really makes the movie because, you know, if you Ben Affleck as Batman, who's oh, most God. people's favorite when he's asked, you know, well, why are you here? What's your superpower? He got paid a ton. I'm rich. He got you paid a I mean? ton for the, his role, and it was bad. There is Same thing with George no Clooney. worse Batman See, than that, Ben Affleck. I can't well, say he was bad. Well, I don't like Ben Affleck. That's I'm not problem. a huge Ben Affleck fan either, but when I rewatched all of the movies... Um, before this, including the Ben Affleck ones, which Kristen was not happy about in the four hours <laughs> of the, the Snyder cut. Um, ben Affleck did a good job as a washed up old man. Batman. Agreed. Sorry. You can agree. But agreed. I, I think him as a. He was like a team leader. Up, very cynical. Bruce Wayne was was great. Ugh. Hmm. How do you feel? That's how I feel. <laughs> Would you rather have Matt Damon? I would have rather had I would my shoe. Orson Welles. I don't know. It was it was painful for me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about that whole scene. Okay. Now that we've kind of yes, I was trying not to. Do I know any you're spoilers. trying not to mess up my flow. Yeah. All right, Luke, you ready for this? Sure, <clears throat> bring it. We know that Luke really likes religious undertones in movies. Apparently, I do. So it doesn't surprise me that you love that scene in this movie. Oh, jeez. Because. <clears throat> The Riddler was meant to symbolize the God of the Old Testament with the punitive 
flooding of corruption and killing off of all of the people that were a problem and wiping the earth clean. Whereas Batman is meant to symbolize the God of the New Testament, who's self-sacrificing and loving and, and a forgiving. and forgiving. Wow. I, I the never scene with it. Batman hitting the flare and walking through and leading the people the sign of the is cross? supposed to be Moses with oh, the Red Sea. I didn't see this wow. at all. I and that's where Ave Maria comes in. That's that why Ave Maria. Ave Maria was through the whole movie uh, because Ave Maria has to do with the Virgin. The Mary. Virgin Mary. And that's a, that's a song used at all Italian funerals. Yeah. And you have the mafia funerals or the, and you're going to have Ave Maria. And I, because it annoyed me that it was I don't, so I don't many, like that song. I, I like the song. I don't. But it, it annoyed me that it was, I felt like it was overused. And I felt mm-hmm. like there had to be a reason because anytime you see something that many freaking times in the there's movie, there's a message. There's a message. So I looked it up and I was like, <gasps> that's cool. Oh, I love symbolism yeah. like Another that. Another one for the Catholic <sighs> school boy. Yeah, that's me. Um, I had no idea, but it, once again, like every other movie, I didn't even notice until Kristen points it out. That's what I say about that's me. That's why you have brilliant. to see this again. I, I'm, I'm totally down. Let's do it. I almost was going to see it tomorrow, so we'll see. Let's go see it Tuesday when it's $5 again. Yeah, talking to the microphone. Mom. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. So, any other thoughts on scenes before I move into just fun fact topics? Yeah, I have fun facts to share, too. Okay. When we get there. Scenes? About this. Thoughts? No, not the scenes. Let's just start talking about the different stuff, and if any pop up, I'll bring them up. You know, I'm good at interrupting. Yeah. I am too. No. Um, <laughs> so we've already kind of hit some of these topics intermittently here. I'm uh, curious to see where Pan's going to fall into with the audience percentage wise, because I have a percentage of the vote of which Batmans were the best. Oh, interesting. So I'm I, curious I, to hear that. There, I'll share that. Very okay. Much. Um, let's see. I thought that for me, I was annoyed with the Darth Vader esque. March. March. Yeah, I thought it was too. used way too much. Way too much. And I love me I some Star it. Wars and some Darth Vader. And I like that song. And I like so. that song too. But it was, so to me, I'm sitting there, am I crazy or is this Darth Vader? It was the March. It, it was, was the Imperial March. March. And then I looked it up and sure than shit, it was the Imperial March. Yeah. Well, me having never seen Star Wars. Yes, I know. Fucking Luke. Blasphemy. Oh. How can I, I just thought it was. Movie reviews when you never seen Star Wars. Does thank, that, does thank that you. really happen, folks? Mm-hmm. So anyways. Only on full circle so, reviews. So back to Luke having an opinion. I lost my train of freaking thought. <laughs> Thanks, man. He went on about eight seconds too long. Um, no, I just thought that the, the score was overused. That's all. I just felt it was constant. It was just the March and Ave Maria. Well, you know, what's funny is that when we were leaving, you said you liked the score. I do like the score. I just feel like it was all, like, it was all over the place. Mm. And, I mean... Call me crazy, but I think they should have broadened their horizons a bit with a score. I agree. That was one of my gripes as well, is that it just, it kept the same tone for repeatedly using the same thing. So there was, it lessened the impact. The impact. Yeah, I got you. Fair enough. So Michael Giacchino Mm. is the composer. Mm -hmm. And this is his fifth film with Matt Reeves. Oh, really? So they did all of, the Planet of the Apes, Apes together. They did Cloverfield. Okay. So Great. they've done, he did the original score and every song in this movie was original, but they did twists. Cause there's a couple times where I heard some of the music from Dark Knight and I heard some of the music from the Michael mm-hmm. Keaton Batman. They took those songs and twisted them 
Did I miss it. those? I did, must have missed it too. I, yeah. So yeah. in the very beginning, I heard when I they were in the clubs. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So all of the songs were completely original except for Nirvana's "Something in the Way." Yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that one. That was a song when he's riding on the motorcycle, and it was kind of a, a emo-ish sounding mm-hmm. song that was going on. And the reason that song was chosen is that Matt Reeves has always looked up to Kurt Cobain as inspiration. And so he picked that song for his own selfish pleasure. Hmm. That's interesting. But I thought it was very fitting. It's interesting for somebody who directs movies to find somebody such as Kurt Cobain as inspiring. Well, it explains the whole demeanor of the movie. No kidding. I mean, it does. Kurt Cobain was a very, very, very dark person. Yeah, so was the movie. That's my point. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe we'll see Batman as a heroin addict in the next movie. Oh, my dear no, Lord. No, not heroin. Oxy. 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 It's got to be. It's got to be, be trendy. Yeah. Let's get current. <laughs> so Warner's Water Tower is the record label that did the soundtrack. Okay. And they released a Batman track in January of this year. So okay. two, a more? month and a half before... The movie came out and it was played 2.3 million times on YouTube. The highest streaming engagement for a pre-release ever. Wow. Well, this was just anticipated all across the board. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like we've been watching the trailer for like three years, even when it was just the date with the question. How many movies have we gone to where it was in the... It was in the, you know, collection of trailers. For years. I feel like all of COVID. I feel like this would never... Happens since like 2020. Finally, we'd, yeah. It'd be done and seen, and we'd be doing this. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the reviews that I had read said that the use of "Something in the Way" by Nirvana was perfectly fitting for both the movie and for Batman with the sinister guitar chords. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I was like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Is that that's also in the trailer, isn't it? The, that's mm-hmm. on. That's, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So it was a nice bridge. Thought mm-hmm. those were. Interesting. Okay. That was all I had on the soundtrack and the score. Um, Moving right along. Yes. So I thought that the look of, we kind of talked about this before, the look of Bruce Wayne, I feel like they tried to fit Robert Pattinson at 35 into an early Batman age and role when the story really should have been taking place as him being younger. And I think that's why they made him like almost 30 years old in the movie was to try and fit the actor playing the part rather than the persona portrayed. Why do they have to change the color of his hair and make it so fake looking and so stringy and I, that, that was a you know. See, I didn't think that it was the color that was changed. I thought it, that it was the lighting and the amount this, of grease and hair. shit in his yeah, hair. His hair is not I thought he dark. just looked unbathed. There's only yeah. one yes. time he yeah. looked bathed, and that's the one time Robert he was going Pattinson out in public. Robert has a lighter brown hair. Yeah. And yeah. that dark hair on him with that pale face that mm-hmm. he has, I thought was so distracting. And for somebody like me who's ADD and OCD at the same time, I'm wanting to fix it. It's like something's got to happen with this character, but that was Give very that guy distracting. a fucking comb. Very <laughs> distracting. All right. Well, all of the topics that I had have already been touched on, except that I wanted to bring up an aspect of this movie that I thought was different than they've done in most Batman movies. But this movie was sexy. It was. 
There they is, did have sex appeal. There is an element of sex in yeah. this movie, and it was PG-13. There was no nudity. There was mm-hmm. no... Didn't need it. ...really kissing or flirtation, but there was... It was hot. There was it was hot. Yeah. There were implications like, yeah. all over the place. The only other character or movie that had any of that was Poison Ivy. Agreed. And the George Clooney Batman. Oh, it was all over... Yeah, it was smack. Well, you had Michael Keaton and Kim Basinger. Yeah, but this is different. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. That was very, but very seldom does Batman get involved. That was flirtatious and kind of silly. Well, she slept over. I mean, yeah. they, you know, that's not something you. But really they made it again. very like G-rated for mm-hmm. that kind of a, a, a scenario. This had a sex appeal, like rolling through the whole movie, without mm-hmm. a doubt. The only other movie that I could think of that felt this sexy without that much being seen was Queen of the Damned. Never seen it. Okay, yeah. All right, Justin, back me up on this one. Jeez. I just don't even know what to say to that, Lou. Oh, shut up and just. I love Queen of the Damned and Lestat. Cl- vampire Lestat. The vampire Lestat was the main character of Queen of mm-hmm. the Damned, and he becomes like a rock star. We're talking Lestat from. Wasn't Lestat interview with the vampire? Yes. Same Queen Lestat. of the Damned is the prequel. Correct. I never knew that. Yes. Yeah. Should I watch it? Yes. You should. Okay. But I mean, and we tell you to watch movies all the time that you ignore us on. So. And that movie just, without trying, Guilty. really did have a sex appeal. I mean, Aaliyah played yes. the queen of the damned and just her walk was almost was almost reminiscent of Catwoman's walk. It was a strut, but without commanding power. It was a strut with sex appeal. It was, it looked natural yeah. in the way it flowed. Mm-hmm. It didn't look put on mm-hmm. or forced. So that's why that's why that movie thought made me think of that's why this movie made me think of that one. Okay. So all right. Um <clears throat> so what's next with these movies and spin-offs and versions? So we already talked about how the second movie the has not officially been greenlit yet, even though they're already talking about who's gonna be the next villain. Well, you gotta have the Joker. Well, I okay. have to have the Joker. I saw it like Batman Begins. Remember the very end of Batman Begins when he holds the, the card up? Uh-huh. And it's the Joker okay. Garcia. Uh-huh. I saw that as already a nod to the Jack Nicholson, but they surprised me with the Heath Ledger, you mm-hmm. know, remake, reimagining the whole role. So I see them, like Susan said, uh, with the Joker again. That infuriates me um, for reasons. You, tired of the Joker. I am so sick of seeing oh, the Joker I every the Joker. I am well aware, but as a Batman fan, and I, I have been a Two-Face fan for all like of my Two-Face life. I like Two-Face, too. And I feel like it is such an untapped resource. They got tapped in the Dark Knight with mm-hmm. Aaron Eckert. But I just feel like they have this massive rogues gallery of villains they can pull from. Not everything needs to have the Joker as the undertone. Oh, we love the Joker. I know. I do, too. Well, and I'm kind of hoping the way I see it is it's set up to have multiple villains once yes. again. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I'm almost seeing it as a Joker taking the Riddler under his wing and at the same time having another conflict with the Penguin and mm-hmm. the power struggle within Gotham itself. So I see it as the Penguin not being the direct villain in the next one because they're doing a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just... And so... Sorry. That's okay, love. I just wanted to say that there is a a uh, comic book line where it is called No Man's Land and it's where Gotham is cut off from the rest of the world. Kind of like how the Riddler... Like in the third bat in Dark Knight Rises. Sort of like that, yes. And it is all about the power struggle between the various supervillains trying to gain territory when the citizens are just shit out of luck and, you know, trying to just trying to survive. And that's kind of the tone I found I kind of found at the end was that there was no solution Mm -hmm. coming at at that time. It was just salvaging hope. And I kind of I would love to see No Man's Land because it is a great idea. But then again, it also does have Superman 
kind of touched on in it by Batman telling Superman to stay stay away and not help. But I, I would love to see a total just just land fight over Gotham for who could take the most, who can get the the biggest territory. And that's that was kind of the the plot of the comic. It was well done. It was well received too. So when I saw Riddler's bombs blow and cut off everything. That's where I went. And I'm, I'm hopeful because it involves so many villains, like even Scarface, the, the, um, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The dummy and the ventriloquist get part of their part of the land. So I, I hope the Riddler doesn't come back personally. Oh, I hope he doesn't do I that. I hope he doesn't either. You are absolutely going to love Gotham when you watch it. Like. Everything you just described happens in Gotham. Okay, well. I'm going to have to watch that. Gotham's I was wondering great. why you guys were looking at me like that. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to watch the show. Um, I'm so, on Peaky Blinders right now. I know. We finally got you on that. Fucking finally. Yeah. I'm only now, two, two years. Killian Murphy could have played a good Batman. So hold on a second. Let's go back to me because I was talking and oh, then I decided to take over my thunder here. And you said it was okay. I did. I was okay. being nice. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be the Penguin in the next one. I think Selena Kyle as Catwoman is going to maybe pop in and out as she develops into more of a thief and more of a criminal. But I don't think she's going to be as omnipresent because if she's around Batman that much, she won't develop into the villain the yeah. way she needs to. See that? So mm-hmm. I think that she'll be somewhat in it, but not a main focal point. I do think that they might do either like a no man's land, like you talked about, or like the Court of Owls, mm. or bring in some of the other villains. <sighs> In a power struggle in vacuum. And the only issue with that is a lot of Batman villains have a superpower that would not really resonate well when they're trying to make things realistic. So like Poison Ivy. No, she was created in the movie by getting chemicals spilled on her. Bane, you know, they they didn't they didn't resonate well because they were terribly portrayed. So the only they have precious few villains they can pull from that don't have any superpowers that are just batshit crazy. So that's my, that's the only thing that I have a feeling they'll change the origin story. It's possible. It's possible. Because they kind of did that with the bail, with Bane in the Christian Bale story. They did. So they did change that up quite a bit. And it worked. It did. Yeah. So I have a feeling they'll change some of the origin stories of the villains in order to make them palpable. True. I could see that. Mom, you want the Joker? Is that your vote? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit about who the last, the Joker was in the last scene? Did you look that up? I thought you did. I, I did. It wasn't the one that's going to be. It wasn't Willem Dafoe. I don't. I didn't recognize the name. And I didn't write it down. But it's not. It wasn't William Dafoe. I think you got the name though, didn't you? No, I forgot who it was. Yeah, I forgot. It wasn't a name that stuck with me. But, but the somebody person who really wanted that role. Yeah, and he was super disappointed that they ended up not casting him yeah. as a Joker. That's He's kind of weird. Perfect that he Joker. He was really good. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was supposed to be William Dafoe, but I couldn't. I was trying to look at the mouth to see the. You know, the, they made it a just. Distort, distorting enough that so you couldn't, couldn't place really, the person. Right. Yeah. That, there was a reason for that. But you, it made it just distorting enough to speculate too. Mm-hmm. To, oh, wait a second. I see. I don't know. So I have a feeling they're going to bring in the Joker mm-hmm. because A, he's on the last scene. Right. right? And it, it's going to come in at some point or, or another. It's another villain that's not a superpower. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Yeah. It's another crazy person that's going to try and come in while everything's. I still like Jack Nicholson's Joker. I do too. Barry Keoghan okay. was the one who played oh, the Joker in this who movie. Who is that? Nobody. I, apparently not. He looks familiar. I don't know. Um, but they are going to do the Penguin spinoff as a limited series. I so like that just idea. for that piece, and I have a feeling it's to bridge the gap between the first and the second movie of now Penguins in power. 
I like that idea. So I have a feeling that's going to be the case. Um, they were going to do a spinoff of GCPD, the Gotham City Police Department. It's on hold. So it just came oh, out that it's going to be on hold. So they're not idea. doing the Jim, the James Gordon. And it wasn't going to be focused on him. It was going to be focused on a corrupt cop in the PD. Okay. So, I love that idea. I know. I do too. And it was going to, all of these are being done by Matt Reeves. So it's going to be the same vibe, the same That's feel. Epic. Yeah. I, I don't see how that hasn't happened already. Right. I mean, they like started GCPD trying focused. to do that in the DC universe with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Okay. You know, and like for anybody that's seen the Snyder cut, like that movie is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no, yeah it is. I mean, no you debate. recently watched it, Kristen, right? Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. And I mean, every almost every scene of that is artistic, like yes. this, but totally different, right? A lot more colorful. A lot more colorful. A lot more uh, nature. A lot more. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It just came off visually stunning. stunning. Yes. yes. At, at just about any moment, if you paused it, you could admire something. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. So the other spinoff I want to mention, I don't know if any of you have heard this yet, but HBO Max is doing an Arkham Asylum spinoff. I Duh. love it. With Hugo Strange? Yes. Nice. Dude, that, that is awesome. I, wonder, I don't know that. I wonder if they'll get the guy from Gotham, because the guy from Gotham that played Hugo Strange was fantastic. Yes, he was. Did he even at least look like him? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. he did. So, all right. I want to have a touch on quickly. We've talked about how the filming is artistic and beautiful, but I want to mention any last comments about the cinematography. Is there any thoughts on how they did that? I just thought it was epic. Yeah. I mean, for a movie that was so dark and so gothic, usually that, and really that was the tone through the whole thing. Usually I'll start to like check out a little bit. Oh, like falling asleep in the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was stunning. I mean, it. I there really the was an element. One of my likes. There was really an amazing element of art within so many of the scenes that, I mean, I really think whoever that director of photography was, I mean, that person needs to get some serious notoriety and probably start directing their own movies because they nailed it. I would agree. And mom, you liked it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did. Excellent. All right, mom, you have some fun facts for us. Yeah, they. Uh, I was surprised and not surprised when they took the voters to uh, vote on which Batman that they liked the best. And the percentages are so far apart. It's hilarious. So it's going to be interesting to see where Robert Pattinson falls in. Um, what do you where do you think they fell in? Anybody have any ideas of what they think percentage wise of liking, let's say, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, um, George Clooney, Val Kilmer? I don't know about percentage wise, but I think I might have the I can rank mine. Or- order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the majority with Christian Bale followed by Keaton followed by Pattinson, Adam West, Kilmer, Clooney. Okay. What do you think? Are we going back to Adam West on this? I didn't, but oh, okay. okay. So I would say is okay. Is Robert Pattinson in this list? No, yet? he's no. not. Okay. Oh, no. So I would but, say but it's okay if you put him in there because that's yeah. where you see him. Yeah. So as far as my favorites, yeah. I would put Christian Bale. I, I have high hopes for Pattinson being better with Bruce Wayne. If he could balance out the Bruce That's Wayne, gonna be the he'll same. be a favorite of mine. But right now it's very similar to Luke's of uh, Bale, Keaton, Pattinson, <clears throat> Kilmer Clooney, mm-hmm. okay. Adam West, and, like then, no what and Clooney then Ben Affleck. 
on the bottom. I didn't even think of it. He doesn't even Affleck. rank. Yeah. I, I was waiting for somebody to Damn, say Ben dude. Affleck. I didn't okay. even think of it. So for me, Bale, and I think even still if Robert Pattinson, you know, transitions into a different Bruce Wayne, I still don't know that he's going to be able to top Bale's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, he'd have to get pretty close for him to top Christian Bale for me. I mean, it's just... If they let a little bit of Robert Pattinson come out, yeah, yeah. Would if be a little really bit of fine. his natural charisma come out, mm-hmm. then, I mean, maybe how, Pattinson will overtake it for me. You don't know how much of this was directed for him to act like, too. I no, mean, exactly. So. And it was written to be like this, yeah. you know what I mean? So we'll see what it is in the next one. Um, but I go... With Bale, if we're including Pattinson, um, I would put him second ahead of Michael Keaton. The more and more I watch the original Batmans, the less and less Michael Keaton's performance has an impact on me. And it might be because I've watched it my entire life and it doesn't hold that that original feeling that I had of him as Batman. And um, then I would actually go Affleck, Clooney, and then Val Kilmer. Okay. It's interesting to see that you guys are, are really where the public is. But what's interesting is, and I wasn't surprised because Michael Keaton comes in on top with 33%. Okay. okay. And it's probably because that's who we remember first. Okay. And that usually holds on to it because I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, the president. Too. And then Christian Bale comes in at 27%. So okay, he's right so up close. there. He's right up there. And he would be my favorite. I'd have a hard time distinguishing between the two. But I just love this. Uh, ben Affleck, 3%. Val Kilner, 2%. And Clooney, 1%. So, you know, that's about right. That's about right. I thought that was pretty no accurate. Offense. I know you like Kilmer. If I had to. I like Val Kilner as an actor, but if you're looking at comparing him, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I he was weak. His Batman was so soft. I know. I think that uh, right Wayne now, Robert so, Pattinson is so probably, soft, in my soft. mind, third. But he might be able to move. Up. Yeah, but he's going to have to do something with that Bruce Wayne. That's that's my that's feeling. Just, if he if he can nail Bruce Wayne as well as he nailed Batman, then he'll come up and he'll be in a in a close first to second with Christian Bale with me. Mm-hmm. For me, he's only third because he's so weak as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of a fun fact of percentages because I like numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I was told there wouldn't be math. <laughs> I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure those if, you want, if you want dollar numbers, I've got some. I'm pretty sure your numbers don't yeah, add like up to, to 100, I'd like though. to hear. Well, actually, let's do the budget first. Yeah. I don't want to get numbers going out just okay. yet. Oh, man. So let's do our ratings and then budget. Yes, Luke, yes. or do you want to go sure. the other way around? That sounds... Uh, Should we do budget. the other way around? We, yeah. Okay. Budget. She just, she's polite enough to ask, Justin. I right always now. ask. All right. So, Justin, guess on the budget. 212. Luke. <laughs> Did I not? That's so, what you said earlier. Okay. Exactly. Um, he said on that both. earlier. Yeah. Two twelve. Are you exactly. serious? On the dot. Uh, on the dot. One ninety four. What do you think the budget for this movie? Two hundred. Okay. So I always love when they give you a range because they oh. don't fucking know. <laughs> it's hilarious when they give you. a <laughs> yeah. range. So between one hundred and fifty and two hundred million. Wow. Okay. Okay. For the budget. So one ninety four, in other words. So yeah. Nice. Box office. Oh jeez. Opening weekend, mm-hmm. not because it's been out since the fourth, right? It's now the twelfth. Okay. Opening weekend alone, two hundred and ninety-eight million. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. Is that bigger they than Spider-Man? They made their money back right I away, so. worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that worldwide, was really, not domestic. That's, cool. okay. that's incredible. Yeah. Now, one week in box office as of yesterday, four hundred million. 
Yes. Wow. They, they expect it to, to even either equal or surpass Spider-Man. I believe it. They said it's going to hit a billion. I hope not. Guaranteed sequel. I believe it. Guaranteed sequel. There's no way they sure. can't. Yeah. No, this is a gold mine here. You can't have that much money. And, and I think Robert Pattinson needs to ask for more money. Without a doubt. Well, yeah. So let's talk about that. Tell me what they... Okay. Made. All right. So Michael Keaton back in 1989 was paid five million, which in today's dollars is a whole lot more than. Well, sure. yeah. Million, I mean, we're talking right? a long time ago. So that was five million. The second one, Batman Returns, was ten million. Ben mm, Affleck got. This is the only one they're not really sure of, but it's somewhere between ten and twenty million. So I don't know how you probably did a percentage of yeah gross. probably Val Kilner got seven million. George Clooney got ten million, and Christian Bale started with nine million. But he also was getting a percentage. So by the time the Dark Knight, his ten million base plus twenty million dollar bonus he got, and then with Dark Knight uh, Rises, with the third one he got fifteen million as a base and then a percentage. So he made a fortune on this. But I mean, I, poor Pattinson. You know, when you're talking about started getting like thirty million dollars and they give you three million, he got like two million for Twilight. It was like <laughs> shit. Wow. That's crazy. That's I mean, I'm wondering what his percentage it it must be high. And if well, what I mean, get one. Well, if you're talking about it at up to a 200 million dollar budget, I know this is artistic, and I know this had a lot of you know editing and and explosions and things of that nature. But that's to pay your lead figure. actor three million. That's well, a not only figure. that, but he's like the lead and the secondary actor. He's playing yeah. two yeah. roles. He's got two roles, and that is a joke. That's, he that's took rough. $3 million for yeah, that. Yeah, he wanted that part so I bad. have a feeling it's going to go up quite a bit on and, the Yeah, one. without a doubt. I mean, yeah, he had... It almost makes me think of the Scarlett Johansson deal for Black Widow because she took very little money and was depending on the sales. Well, see, Jack and Nicholson that's why did that a lot. Yes, and that's didn't. why she sued them when they released it on Disney+. Yes. Plus oh, she was furious. It, it impacted her... Her paycheck. Her percentage, yeah. yeah. Did. And Jack mean, Nicholson always did character that. Got, I mean, her character's killed off. So that was like her last chance on the Marvel train. Right. You know, Marlon Brando was in Superman for seven minutes. Yep. And got like $7 million. But Atta a lot boy. of them will take a percentage. That's yeah. my and dude. they make a big, I like Marlon Brando. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, some of those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's go to our ratings. Okay. Justin, would you like to start us? I will. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Oh, yeah. It's shocking considering my first, first, rate, first and second time. My first. Well, the first time I gave it a C minus. You did. He yes, slept through it. But I slept through half half the movie, the middle of the movie. So, I mean, rightfully so. Right. Um, the only reason I can't grade it higher is because some of the gripes that I had, um, you know, the single tone stuff, a little bit of the white privilege, the, the political stuff that was, that was thrown in. Too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the things we talked about earlier. Um but honestly, if they continue this and they evolve the Batman the way I hope they do, then I think the next one might be an A or an A plus for me. I really think Robert Pattinson killed Batman. I mean, he killed it as Batman. I thought the director killed everything with the movie besides the score. The score could have been improved. I thought the writing was great. The characters were amazing. I mean, any one of those characters could have their own spinoff. So it's awesome to know that some of them already will. I mean, there was just for so many storylines to be within the movie and them all to come together and us never to really feel lost. It's pretty impressive. Okay. Mom. Um, When I was thinking about the rating for this film, I was thinking about how I go about recommending it to friends, even on Facebook. And I really have to go based on, did I enjoy it? Mm -hmm. You know, 
And I enjoyed it. I really did. And I actually found that um, the positives outweighed the distractions and the things that bothered me initially. I liked the movie a lot more the second time as I didn't let the things that bothered me the first time, the wokeness and some of that other stuff um, didn't shock me, surprise me, or bother me. So the things that I had a look at that I couldn't get past was how bad Bruce Wayne looked. I just that that killed an A rating for me. I just couldn't handle that. And the Riddler, I totally disliked, in fact, loathed entirely, but not enough to drop the rating further for me because I guess I felt the Penguin, Falcone, Catwoman helped balance that dislike. So I gave it a B plus. Excellent. Nice. Luke. I um kind of like with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I am going to be harder on Batman just like I was with Ghostbusters because there was a lot riding on it. And even with that being said, I still gave it an A. Um, I I think I said this earlier, but I feel like if Batman and Gotham and these people really existed, this is how it would go down. And that's all I've ever wanted since I was a teenager was just to see a realistic Batmobile, a realistic that Batman. So dope. And that, that dope. everything was realistic. Yeah. You could see technology having these advancements. It was raw. Yes. And I could see this happening. It's not far-fetched. And I was like, finally. So, I mean, the only reason it's not a plus is because a little bit of Linus's blanket, but I have no idea what I would cut out. I have no idea what dragged. Um, Wokeness doesn't bother me as much, but it was noticeable. It was a little bit, oh, come on. But I feel like it redeemed itself. So Batman gets an A from a lifelong Batman fan. So from another lifelong Batman fan, because I, be Batman. I, I literally had a sign in my, when I had an office before, you know, I was working out of my own home, had a sign that said, if you could be anything, be Batman, always be Batman. It's true. Because I have loved Batman from the time I'm two years old. My first movie, you the your, movie theaters. You wore your Batman shirt all the time. Yeah. Badass. And it says Batman is my hero. Badass. Okay. I have watched Batman. That was my first movie in the movie theaters mm-hmm. was Michael Keaton. You chose that over the Little Mermaid. I did. Still would to this day, and I still love my Ariel. Amen. So coming from as another critical Batman person, I give it a B plus. The first time I saw it, I gave it a C plus because some of it jerked me. Some of it, I I just was like, I don't know. It has to process. I need to see it again. I don't know if it was just that I need to let it sit for a minute and simmer. I loved it the second time. Had they done differently with the Riddler, it would have been a solid A for me. Hmm. See, me too. I think we came out exactly the same on I, that. So we my, didn't discuss it. No, my biggest problem was the Riddler. He was not likable in any way, shape, or form. I, you know, I kind of like a villain that I can somewhat root for. Or relate to. Well, even or in, relate to. Even or want to keep seeing. Or want to see more of. Even in the games, Riddler is a pain in the ass. Like, you hate but everything like about heckler. him. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of, I came across like that. I understand. Yeah. And I feel like what you're saying. I feel like the level of sadism with him it was, was too much. Too much. It was too much. The rat in the face. Yeah, oh, it was, that made me it was too much. That made me really upset. I, I just, it was, I just didn't like it. So had he not, had they wiped him completely out, it would have been solid A. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, my other gripes about the way Bruce Wayne looked. I feel like it'll redeem itself if they fix it in the next movie. Yeah. Now, that was a disappointment for me. Some of the other stuff, like I thought the Imperial March was a little long. I thought the constant hearing of him stepping with his boots was a little dramatic. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a little melodramatic at times, but I still loved it. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed the movie. 
So I think that's why I, when I was first about to write up my notes to do this review, I was leaning towards a B. That's what and I had. As and I then I changed it, it to and a B+. And as plus. I wrote it up, I changed it to a I B+. Plus, and I did that well before we talked about yeah, it. That was just too. my own. It consistently happens like that. Once we open it up and really dissect it, we... I do. You I do that. We don't do that. <laughs> I, I actually put a B when I was at home. And then when I reread it to Bill, I thought, decided, no, it's a B plus. I can't give it an A because of those things that, and I, there's other things I have listed in there throughout, but that bothered me. And I thought, no, it, it's not an A, but for me, but it's close. Yeah. It's not an A for me, dog. A, a, I could have been talked into an A minus, but I'm happy with my B plus. Well, let's talk you into it. No. Okay. So if we've got. A minus, B plus, B plus, and A. Does that put us in A minus? I think A minus, yeah. A minus. That's all right. Batman 2022. All right, everybody. Well, thank you. And thank you, Mom, for joining us and yes, guest Susan. host. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Well, this was a blast. Went better than I thought it would. I thought I was going to rip on you and have some time having some jokes. <laughs> well, we can, when we get offline, we can okay. do that. Cool. I thought you were very I pleasurable. I thought you were pleasurable. Oh, thank yeah. you. I thought you did yeah, great. Yeah, you're all right. I'm okay. <laughs> 25 years of teaching literature and analysis. I thought maybe I could get a couple of things in there. I just love that for once somebody else was as prepared as I was. You would have. I spent hours on this, pages and pages of notes, and you come in with your arms swinging. I I was prepared in my head. Me too. We talked about it all day. I'm, yeah. Okay. All right. right. (laughs) Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Catch us next time on Full Circle Review. Signing off. Bye. 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 See ya. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my